Hi, this is Tanya for Chafdalid Sivan. Um, we're, we're in Solon Parag Zion, a Patricha Ben So, basically, um, Shariqa Ben has been all about the concept of Hashem's unity, and we basically split it up into two different sections. The first section, we didn't, the, like, this is what the Tanya split into. Mm-hmm. There's part one and then part two. So, part one was until the end of chapter six, and it talked about, you know, what does it mean that Hashem is actually one? And that all of reality, it's not that Hashem is creating reality, but that reality is only one with God. It, like, the oneness of God is something that's essential. Anything that comes after that is within the oneness. The, the oneness of God, though, isn't something that can be tampered with. It's not something that can be like, there's the oneness of God, but then Hashem created something, and now there's a difference in... It's like, no, everything of reality is always one with Hashem. Um, so we talked about concepts of Yehuda Ilah, the concepts of Yehuda Tata, which we're in the middle of talking about now, which is basically the two different ways of looking at that. Of like, you can look at, you can look at rea- Yehuda Tata is when you look at reality and you're like, wow, you are here. What are you actually? You're actually one with Hashem. Yehuda Ilah is, and that's Baruch Shem Kibod Machus Shema Yisrael, which is Yehuda Ilah, is when you. I'm saying a lot of concepts right now. It's like this is. I'm condensing everything. I'm, I, honestly, I don't even think I could summarize. But um, basically, Shema Yisrael Yechud is when you go beyond Malchus and you basically get into the space of how Hashem sees the world before Hashem became creator. And in that space of how Hashem sees the world before Hashem cre- became creator, there's no, there's no reality. Reality is only, is only Him. And from that place, it's like all there is is literally Hashem and a Jew. And that's why when we say Shema Yisrael, it's like we're saying Shema Yisrael to Hashem, that Hashem, all there is is you, in that higher place of unity where literally all there is is God. And Hashem is saying it's us. It's a, it's a chelak eleka, which is the one, which is the aspect of our souls that is one with God even beyond then. And it's like the example that I would always use is like the, it's like a couple, you know, like they have moments of Yechud and they have moments of Yechud Tata. There aren't two separate things. There are just two ways of seeing the same thing, which is their relationship, right? The couple has a relationship. Now, sometimes the couple is invested in being parents and in who they are for the world and in kind of their role as being, you know, and, and in, that's, when they have, that's when there's Malchus. Malchus is mother. Malchus is, it's, you know, and in that space, they are, their relationship is, you know, there, and their relationship is almost the reason why they're doing everything else. Like, you literally, like, a child is born because of a parent's love, mm-hmm. ideally. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they're still busy with life. And then there's moments in a relationship where it's suddenly, like, life falls away, and it's just me and you. You know? And it's not that life doesn't exist, but in this moment, it's just not of importance. It's like, like all that matters is you. You know, and that's, that's the state of Yechud But it's not that one is more right than the other. It's like that, I, 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 I think it's a Hayyamim, but like some, one of the Rabbeim said that, that his dream, I think it's the Rabbi Maharaj said that his dream would be that when two Chassidim meet on the street, they talk about Yechud and Yechud Tata. Because like, I, 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 based on learning this, I'm kind of getting it because it's like when you talk about Yechud and Yechud Tata and you get into what it means, what you're basically starting to understand is like, what is actually happening here? What reality actually is? What, you know, and what, what reality actually is, is Hashem and his purpose and meaning and, 
what it's meant to be and you know like, like love really um okay so anyways that was a big introduction for no apparent reason because today Tanya isn't really about at all <laughs> but basically in Farag Zion the author was shifting gears to talk about um Simsim which is basically the concept of in the, the Arizal, Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, he writes in the Zohar about this thing called Simsum, right? This Simsum Harishan. And what happened by Simsum Harishan? Hashem said, I need to create a world. I want to create a world. So Hashem took himself away, created this thing called the Chalal, which is the space where Hashem isn't, so that we could be. And there, for many years, there was a lot of contention around if the, if the Arizal meant this literally, kipshutai, or lo kipshutai, not literally. And what would be the difference? The difference of, if you're saying that the Arizal meant that literally, what that means is that the world that exists, Hashem runs the world, but Hashem isn't here. Hashem is up there, out there. There's a God that's transcendent of reality. Because if Hashem was in reality, we wouldn't be able to feel ourselves as existence. So it must be that Hashem is beyond reality. But no, Hashem's practice is real because Hashem is micromanaging reality, but from out there. It's like he's using his superpowers from outside and looking in, you know. So that's Simsim Kipshetai. Simsim Lo Kipshetai, which is Alter Rebbe's way of seeing things, and many Kabbalists before the Alter Rebbe too, is that, Hashem never left. And that not only Hashem never left because Hashem didn't want to leave, but that in reality, we can never say that Hashem left because Hashem is the only essential existence. Hashem is the only reality. And so nothing can ever be added to Hashem or taken away from Hashem. Or like when I, when I add something to me, now there's something outside of me. But Hashem, you can't add, there's, there can't be something outside of him. And also it's like, the other says, it's like, you can't add this human term, this human term to Hashem of like, oh, he's taking up space. Like for me, if you want to stand where I'm standing, I have to move. Mm-hmm. But that's by definition a physical limitation. Hashem isn't bound by physical. He can be here and we can be here. Why? Because we are also him. And that's the kind of crux of Tzimtzum Lokab that. It's not that Hashem is here and we're here. It's how is this? How does Simsum Lokab Shittai make sense? Because we are actually also one with God. There is there's ain ode, like literally nothing else. So that was yesterday, Tanya. Doctor basically just spelling it out for us. Simsum Lokab Shittai. It's not literal. Not that we don't exist, but that our existence is only as real as Hashem. Which means that it's super real because Hashem says it's real. It's like if you're looking for a litmus test of reality, ask the creator what he thinks is real. And the creator says, Bracious bar alikim. The creator says, Dear betachtain. And the creator says, You know, all these things. So obviously it's true, but it's not true because it, our, our existence isn't real because we feel it. Our existence is real because it's Hashem. You know? And, and Hashem says we should feel it, so we do. And that's, that, then that becomes real. You know, but okay. So done, done, done. That was the end of yesterday's Tanya. Oh, and then just the end, end of yesterday's Tanya, which was so powerful. I thought I just basically the other was like getting into the nitty gritty of like what it actually means that if Hashem is actually here, you know, if this is actually only God, and he says like what that means then is that like 
basically God can't stand in the way of God. Like if you're looking at it from like the Vilna Gaon's perspective, which is Simsim Kipshete, Hashgach Hapartis is real, but to what does it? To what extent does it apply? You mean like Hashem is micromanaging everything, but what if something comes up that you know, like it? Like there could be room for a moment in time where we could say, "Oh, but this is actually not what it should be." You know, this is standing in the way of God. God can do everything, but no, this is way too big. You know, God makes all shidduchim, but the the shidduch system screwed up. Or like, God does everything, but my body just isn't what I want it to be. Like, and what the other was saying yesterday is like, notice what red line you have in your life about where God is applying and where God isn't, where, where the Zerka Chabad is and where there isn't. And like the novelty of Chassidus Chabad, which, it, which took Simsim Lokim Shittah and basically built an empire on it, is that Hashkach Pratis doesn't only apply to the things that look obviously godly. Hashkach Pratis applies to everything, to the leaf on the tree, to the steps that I'm taking, to the way that my life story is manifesting, to the body that I have, to the personality that I have, to the thoughts that I have, to like, like, there's nothing that isn't part of this unity. There can't be an exception. So, now, in today's Tanya, Al-Turba says, we're going to now talk about Saivif Kul'amin and Mimali Kul'amin. And basically, because what we're essentially we're asking is, like, if everything is God, then have you heard of Saivif Kul'amin and Mimali Kul'amin? Like, what, what's the difference then between Saivif Kul'amin? Everything is just God. What's the difference? And what we're going to see is that Saivif Kul'amin is when you... When Hashem, the energy is in a way that it's there, but we're not experiencing it. The Malikal Alman is in a way that we're actually experiencing the energy of Hashem. The Vizehu Gamkin Inyan Saifiv Kalaman, this is also the meaning of he encompasses all worlds. If you want to look inside, you can look like on Khawadarg. this is also the meaning of Saifiv Kalaman. Perish Derach Mashlakash Adam is Bainin Beza Devar Khachma Basikhlai Idevar Gashi Mahshafte. By means of an analogy, what's a mushal about this? That when a person thinks about a subject in his mind or a physical object in his thoughts, right? So picture in your mind like the Eiffel Tower, okay? Your intellect and thought encompass that subject whose image is in, is in your thought in your mind. When you think about the Eiffel Tower, you can literally kind of scan it all around it, right? Like I can literally circle the Eiffel Tower in my own head. That's saiviv. I'm, I'm encompassing it in my own mind. But the Eiffel Tower is not affected by me encompassing it in my mind. <laughs> it does not feel the fact that it's in my mind, that I'm encompassed. I can encompass the world, and the world, it doesn't matter. It's just in my mind, right? So that's the, same, it's, that's the analogy of how Hashem uses the Eiffel that it's Hashem encompassing reality, but reality isn't being affected. What's the difference? In my mind, the Eiffel Tower is actually not in my mind. In Hashem, we, what he is imagining, instead of Kalman, what he did, exactly, it actually is within him. Hashem's thoughts are not like our thoughts. His thought and knowledge of all created beings actually encompass each and every creature. And that knowledge of Hashem that is encompassing reality is actually what's creating reality. Hashem thinking reality into being is what's creating reality into being. 
And yet, what's, why is it called Saiviv? Because reality doesn't feel it. Just like the Eiffel Tower doesn't feel it, Hashem is being, bringing us into being at every single moment. I, I just feel like I'm here. I just feel like I woke up this morning and that's why I'm alive. I'm not experiencing the fact that it's Hashem's, I'm within Hashem and that's why I am here. So Mamalik Alman, on the other hand, is the energy of God that's actually vested within the actual physical thing to the extent that, and it's interesting because to the extent basically that the thing will feel that it has a life force. But then we're going to say, oh, so, but it doesn't feel that it has a life force. Some things feel it has a life force, right? Consciousness feels like it has a life force. Animals, you know, even you could say a plant, kind of you like, okay, there's some life force there. There's some, there's the power of growth. And what we're, we're going to see is that for Mamali Kalman to exist, there has to be much more tzimtzum. And by now we understand what tzimtzum is, that tzimtzum isn't anything other than the veil of this, I've, of Hashem basically saying, I'm going to manifest myself to look like I'm not there. But as we already know from before in time, and not even from this chapter, that the tzimtzum is as much God as the revelation. The concealment, it's like me covering my own hands with my eyes. I, this is me. I am he, this is, It's all me. I don't change just because I cover my eyes with my hand. It's, all, it's always me. So the tzimtzum is in relative, is con, in like according to the nature of the object. That it's finite and limited in quantity and quality, meaning significance and importance. So the tzimtzum, I could say this really simply, or I could say this as it actually is. <laughs> In simple language, it's like, in like very basic understanding of it, it's like the symptom is relative to the limitation of the object. What does that mean? The object is limited. The, let's say, look at the water bottle. It looks extraordinarily non-godly, right? It just literally looks like plastic. Nobody even stops to think where plastic comes from. It's just the definition of symptom, right? Just here. In order for this water bottle to exist, the tzimtzum has to be pretty extreme. Why? Because Hashem has to contract himself enough that when I'm looking at it, I don't even imagine that he's here. So that's, the, that's one way of looking at it, and that's the truth. There's a deeper way of looking at it, which is that it's not that this is the result. It's not that like Hashem, like, it's not that the tzimtzum caused that this be limited. And it's not that this can't hold the infinity of God. It's that from the beginning of creation, there's a plan. And the plan is that reality look like it does not have God within it. How does Hashem make a reality that looks like it does not have Hashem within it? He hides himself. And he hides himself a lot more in certain places than in other places. But it's not like sometimes we get into this trip of like, oh, we're too limited to experience God. It's not, it's, it's the wrong way of looking at it. It's not that we're too limited. It's that the purpose of creation from the beginning of time is that we are limited in the exact way that Hashem wants us to be limited. It's that we don't see God in the exact ways that we're not seeing God. And then it's like, but, but all the exact thing that's making that reality is also Hashem. And so then it's about 
tapping in saying, okay, this is the baseline that I'm working with. This is what Hashem is creating me right now as. Okay, now what's my divine purpose here? Let me reveal that this is actually Hashem. And I can do that. Why can I do that? Because to begin with, this has only ever been God. Even the concealment has only ever been God. So now we're going to talk about the limitations of the world. And we're, we're basically, the purpose of understanding limitations of the world is we're saying that the only way that the world is ever limited is because the tzimtzum, and what is the tzimtzum? The tzimtzum is just Hashem saying, I'm going to make myself look like I'm not there. An example is the sun, whose body is finite and limited, and is approximately 167 times the size of the earth. Like, leave it, salt or He actually was quoting the Rambam, who was like a thousand years or 1500 years before. Like, it's wild. Um, because, and the light of the sun cannot shine in an unlimited way because it's a created being. Essentially, what we're saying is that the sun is a limited being, meaning Hashem is creating the sun to be a limited being. That's the Mamali Ka'alman aspect. How? Through the Tzimtzum. Likewise, all created beings are finite and limited. From the earth to the heaven is a journey of 500 years. Therefore, now, like you can see based on this, that the life force which is invested in them is, has a great Tzimtzum. Because it must undergo powerful in order to create a reality that is finite and limited. So that's the end of today's Sonia. Just, I think that one of the main things that we just understood from here is that reality isn't limited because, oh, poor reality, it's limited. Reality is limited because of the Tzimtzum. And now we understand what Tzimtzum actually is. Tzimtzum, to begin with, has been Hashem's desire that reality look a certain way because this is the purpose of all of creation. And it's like next time we see, next time we're in a moment where we're just like, this is limitation, this is physical, this is, I'm limited by this. How many things in our lives are we limited by? So many, you know? The moments in our lives where we're just like, this is a limitation on me. Whether it's a physical limitation, literally to the extent of like, something about the way that our bodies are functioning or the way that we look or the way it's something like that or a more like emotional limitation of like I just don't like the way this is happening in my life right now I wish this was different I wish you know I wish something was different in the way it is I'm limited by this it's like just to notice that like the limitations of life aren't random limitations of our of life are the exact divine image the exact divine creation it's like an artist painting a painting and like you ask him like, oh, why'd you make the corner like that? You know? And it's like, that's, that's my ultimate expression. That's exactly what the artist is doing to make this beautiful painting. And it's like the limitations in our lives aren't anything other than Hashem saying, this is exactly how I'm manifesting right now. This isn't just something that I'm making because I'm in heaven making this. No, this is Hashem manifesting as this supposed limitations like when the rabbi says like open your eyes the mashiach will be here like that's literally what it is it's like take your hands off your own eyes you know what i mean like notice that the life that you're in middle of in right now the limitations of it are nothing other than hashem saying that hashem's breathing himself into that exact moment 
So. What is that worth for this concept? I'm wondering if it's because like a kid when they close their eyes, they're like you, they think that you can't see them. Oh my god! Like I said, worth that kid, so we think that we can't like. Oh can't my see god! Wow. But like, we're the ones. Wow, that's so powerful. It's like childish. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Right. And we're we're covering our own eyes. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not, not there. Wow. Wow. Exactly. And the novelty of this is that, like, like the novelty of Shariq al more than, like, any other part of Chassidus is that the Altar is really getting us to understand that that is true about everything. About Everything like there is not a moment in time where we're not able to take our eye, our hands off our eyes and say this is Hashem. Like yesterday we were saying like even, like Simsulokupshetay is like literally like even in the bathroom, like even in the places that we escape to. Like for for me, I was just saying like like for me the bathroom has always been like a place that I like escape to when like I need like I need to go somewhere. And it's like even there, if Hashem is in the bathroom, if Hashem is Hashem is in all the spaces, meaning there isn't a space of our lives that isn't exactly what it's meant to be, including the pain, which means that I can be inside of the pain and, and breathe there and be with Hashem there. And then I could move on into the joy and then I could just, there isn't a space of life that isn't like part of this big, bigger picture. So which means that there isn't a space of life that I can't actually lean into with full aliveness and presence. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like and no exceptions like no that's that's the novelty here that there's no exceptions so <laughs>